Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake with myself, David Mendelson. We are back at it as we are hitting a fun point of the baseball season. We have Game 6 and Game 7 tonight as the Texas two-step has gone all the way to the finale that hopefully will give us some fun memories one way or the other. A lot of... 2019 comps going on. Road team is winning every game. Um, Nationals had a little more starting pitching going into some of those final games, but we'll see what happens tonight after the Texas Rangers win 9-2, in which was an awesome game. Like, kind of forgot, if I'm being honest. We just recorded Talking Baseball. Um, the seventh and eighth innings, uh, Houston... Had rallies going each time. Texas had a bases loaded rally uh, that the nearest ball gets blocked by a Abreu and he makes a nice play. It's a really awesome baseball game and it's it's two contrasting styles a little bit. Like you have the the regularity of a fear factor with Houston that it just feels like. Feels like you see Altuve up or you see Jordan up almost every other inning with a chance to impact the game. And with the Texas Rangers, it feels like twice a game you feel like you're on the verge of giving up four or five runs. Houston has a pretty a bullpen that going into last night, the numbers have been crazy reliable. Texas has one of the scariest bullpen navigations we've seen in a playoff team. Like even... When the Nationals run gets shouted out, like, Daniel Hudson and Sean Doolittle kind of locked in. And Patrick Corbin was really good, like, helping out in the bullpen. I didn't think young Tanner Rainey was getting his feet wet and yeah, like when gave we, it hell once or twice. But. I feel like when, with them, one of one of those first Astros teams, like, I guess the 17 team, like the... We talked about, like, teams that, like, didn't have a bullpen we expected... And but it, and guys like stepped up, and we haven't necessarily had the step up from the Rangers. Right, normally been, Leclerc's been good, but he was the guy they trusted. Like even even the was it the Braves going into last season? Like their bullpen, yeah, they thought was kind of sus, and then Will Smith had mm. a perfect like twelve innings or whatever it was. Yeah, so the, the twenty one Braves did it last year's Phillies, and they shorted up over the off season. Maybe the only guy that uh, James mentioned on today's talking baseball. Who maybe hasn't been getting the love he deserved. I was going to say Chris Stratton, but I guess he gave up a couple runs. Has um, Gray been good? I, I no. feel like I've just seen him a lot. No, I think I think and Gray's then, appearances have been... Yeah, slop duty for the most bad part. Bad and slop. Um, so yeah. The Rangers have been a decent amount of bend, don't break, but they, they have bent. John Gray, postseason at bats. Um, so... Yeah, one inning, one inning, one earned run against Houston. So, uh, it all tees up for tonight. Houston Astros, Texas Rangers, Max Scherzer, 2019 comparisons. Uh, he will be on the mound to start the night for the Texas Rangers. It's an open conversation on what can you expect, what should you expect. Um, one time through got thrown out. If Max Scherzer looks like any part of good Max Scherzer, I think five is the peak. Again, he's not even stretched out. 
And if you're five innings, you're getting through Altuve and Jordan and Bregman, Tucker, who although he hasn't been hitting so great, that means he's got to get through there twice clean. I don't know. I'm I'm really interested to see. You have Jordan Montgomery on his throw day. He's been one of the best pitchers of this postseason. He's been one of the only pitchers that gets Jordan out. So on his throw day, a day normally pitchers throw 30 or so pitches in a bullpen, you'd like to think he's all hands on deck and should be lined up for a Jordan, Jordan Abreu, Tucker Lane, right? Um, on the Houston side, we're waiting on the news on the Brian Abreu suspension, guy who arguably the past two years has been the best reliever in baseball. Got a two-game suspension. They appealed, and when you appeal... It has to be reviewed in 48 hours. It says that in the CBA. So yeah. as we're talking... And I think that's a fairly new rule, right? Like I think so, new, new CBA. CBA. Um, so normally in these situations, you'll see it reduced by a game. But if it is, that would be game seven, unless they did something unprecedented where they were like, hey, it's, it's one game, but... We won't do it to you today. But I don't even think you can do that. I think that's, like, against everything a suspension is. Like, yeah. suspensions aren't supposed to be about timing. I was I was trying to think, because we talked about the Chapman one, and it eventually, it basically just didn't really get heard until after right. their playoff run was, was done. And we were like, we talked about it a little bit, but just like, oh, would they make it a five-game thing to start next year? And be like, uh, all right, but yeah, that goes against what a suspension's supposed to be. So, uh, as good as Brian Abreu's been, Ryan Presley, including his postseason history, they still have him. He hasn't pitched in a couple days. It is a game seven deciding game. They've got him for two. Naris, who pitched last night and has been pitching a lot, um, you know, he's a part of their winning formula. He's been. It's been Naris 7, Abreu 8th, Presley ninth. They're probably going to be without their 8th man in Abreu, but you're getting some more Presley coverage in that. Naris uh, has got gotten touched around a little bit, and he had to pitch yesterday, so he'll be pitching on a back-to-back. Stanick came in, and he gave up the nuke uh, to Adolius Garcia that ended the game. Uh, and then Rafael Montero, who did not have a good season. He's looked a little better in these playoffs. But, um, I don't know. He's not he's not the Rafael Montero that you would have expected coming into the season, I guess, is the way I'd say it. Um, but with that, Houston, Houston has options that they're going to allow someone to potentially have a playoff moment. Whether it's just Christian Javier starting the game, who his playoff numbers... Um, have really been incredible. I mean, it's it's kind of what him and Ranger Suarez have been doing as their team's thirds. Um, oh my God, uh, forty three point one innings career in the playoffs from Javier, a two oh eight ERA. Now a lot of that's out of the bullpen. Uh, but recently he's been good. He was five point two two earned runs against this very Texas Rangers team. He was shut out against Minnesota and shut out uh, against Houston. Or, excuse me, against Philly last World Series after being shut out against the Yankees last World Series. So, 
Right now, Christian Javier versus Max Scherzer. Javier has a leg up. They're pitching depth options-wise. They have a leg up. But uh, the fun part will be those Texas cluster innings, man. They are scary. I've, <laughs> I've full-blown added them to my analytics binder. And BBD, I was making myself mad earlier because the Yankees have basically said... Okay, I want to be careful how I phrase this. Have the Yankees not been defensive about cluster innings? Like, Yankee fans came to the table and said they wanted more contact hitters. Yankees analytics fought back and was like, well, it's a lot easier to hit a solo homer in an inning than hit three singles, which is an interesting conversation itself. But... I don't know. You you end up having a nothing debate because if I compare this to the Phillies as well, like they've hit a ton of solo homers. And the bigger problem is everyone's a threat to hit a homer mm-hmm. while also being a threat to get hits. Yeah, with, with like the exception of Schwarber. Schwarber which you can have you can have a guy like a guy like that. And Schwarber walks too and yes. which the Yankees have have had guys that walk it's their leadoff right? hitter. But uh yeah, you can end up in a in a weird loop conversation where everyone has a point. Everyone would end up having a point. Um, you you need to put runs on the board. Houston feels like they're a threat every inning. Texas feels like two innings a game they're going to blow it open, and those moments are going to decide it. Like the Rangers bullpen that we talked about being scary. Uh, Josh Spores gets a big double play last night. If that doesn't happen and that ball gets through the infield, what are we talking about right now? Uh, John Singleton with the bases loaded against Jose LeClerc. If he takes that 3-2 pitch that ended up being high, where does the inning end? Um, if John Singleton, I think the fastball before that had a lot of plate. If he leans back and catches that, we're talking about Houston and who they're playing in the World Series. So uh, this has been a fun baseball series. There's a lot of There's a lot of baseball chess going on now. You see it with the late pinch hitting by Houston. You see it with Evan Carter, Robbie Grossman situation. You won't see that tonight because it's it's going to be Javier. Um, and Houston does not have a lefty in the bullpen. So uh, not as much full-blown strategy on Texas's side. There's some pitch running stuff. We've seen Jankowski enter the game. For them, it's just navigating their own pitching staff uh, in the Houston lineup. Uh, where with Houston, they're going to have some decisions to make. Who is Dusty going to and when is going to be a situation. When will they potentially pinch hit uh, Yiner Diaz or a Singleton or uh, whoever it may be off their bench? What's their lineup going to look like? If Scherzer's starting, I'm assuming Brantley's going to be in the two-hole. Dubon has had some monster games in the two-hole. Does that mean Chaz McCormick's on the bench again? Which that's kind of a... That's been a crazy thing that's been getting overlooked again. Like, how many times during the baseball season, during Talking Baseball, did we talk about Chaz McCormick? He had an 842 OPS this year. We talk about how beloved Dusty is, and Dusty has a plan, and all that jazz. Right now, Dusty is having Chaz McCormick and Yiner Diaz on the bench with 840 OPSs. For Dubon, who was a very useful player for them during the year, and Maldonado, who's been their guy behind the dish. So 
How about this? Houston's buttons they have to press will be questioned more because they have options. Texas doesn't have much. It's where are you going to get Monty involved? How much leash do you give a Dane Dunning or Will Smith if we get there? What does Scherzer have in the tank? And if they get it to the back end of that bullpen, what kind of lead do they have to work with? How, how long can LeClerc go? How long can LeClerc go? Is Chapson, is Chapson, is Chapman a part of the plan? Is Chapman not a part of the plan? He was not a part of the plan last night. Um, I don't know. A lot of fun baseball discussions going on there. Excited uh, to watch that game at 8 p.m. tonight. We'll be streaming. Um, if I had to bet on it, I'm, I'm probably... I want to see the number at DraftKings, which, by the way, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. I would guess it's Astros... Minus 130, Texas plus 115, something like that. Let's see. I could believe that. Texas plus 105, Houston minus 125. Um, I do think the game is a coin flip. So if this was net neutral, normal life, I think I would bet the Texas Rangers just to win and hope they had a couple of their big innings. Um, I'm probably going to end up betting Houston. Uh, as a little bit of a happiness slash company hedge. But uh, you can go to the DraftKings Sportsbook now, uh, and if you bet $5, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. But guess what? It's not only baseball right now. It's not only football. Even the basketball is back, and you can mm. get in the action now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code BAKERS. Hello. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BAKERS. Gambling prompt? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Licensee Partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus ages vary by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one 168 hours after issuance. There's an update. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, Basketball all the way back a little bit. Um, I'm still still so slightly disconnected. Connected. Ontario. Um, Before we talk some Snakes Phillies. um, Saw an NBA ad the other day. Bradley Beal on the Suns popped up. Whoa! Forgot about that. Oh, my God. Um, the Wembayama stuff is cool. I'm in on that. Um, the fact that he's already figuring stuff out and clicking. And just the screenshot of him blocking Andrew Wiggins 3 the other day. That's pretty cool. He, he very well might win Defensive Player of the Year as a rookie. He's going to give he's us... He's got some nice odds there. He's going to give us some freaky, freaky moments this year, and I'm excited for that. Um... Let's finish off the baseball before we touch on some foosball, too. And who knows if I get more Wembenyama takes out. Um, my Snakes play tonight. We'll be live streaming that game. 5 o'clock. I like that for them. If Houston had won last night, it would have been 8 p.m. in Philly. I like 5 p.m. in Philly a little better. Just being honest with you. It's just real. Uh, my last episode, 
our last episode of Wake and Jake, which got a lot of views for you wonder which different reasons. Uh, I said the NLCS is over. I just watched the Phillies bludgeon the Snakes twice in Philadelphia, ending on a 10-0 crescendo. And what I laid out for those that listened to the episode was, I thought I thought Arizona can win game three. I said that. I said they haven't used their good bullpen yet. Fott had gotten a little bit of a boost from his last time out. They could navigate that tightrope. And by the way, it was a tight rope. That was the game they walked off. Um, they won that game. Was that a two to one game? Yes, that was two to one with the Phillies. Fought five point two nine Ks. Nobody had that. By the way, Ranger had five point one shutty seven Ks, and their strikeout props were crazy low. That there was, I think there was a DraftKings bet. It was a hundred dollar parlay for Ranger. Seven plus and fought seven plus that won someone like a hundred grand. It was like, wow, we're really in it. Um, that was fought to Sal Frank to Thompson to Ginkle to Seawald. Uh, they held them to one run. It was a wild pitch by Ryan Thompson. So the Snakes A pen has been an A pen and they deserve a lot of credit for what they've been doing. Um, but I said Philadelphia could win that game, they'd have to walk the tightrope perfectly pitching wise. I thought there'd be a little more offense in this game, as you'd assume, back in Arizona. Snakes had nine hits in that game. They won that game. They won that game. Um, they get crim- Crimbrel. Kimbrel. Kringus. Um, Dr. Stephen Brule. They win that game 2-1. They get to Kimbrel. Okay. Interested. Interested. Very interested. They come back the next day. The Phillies. Um, snakes go up to nothing. Things are feeling good. Philly answers back. Um, and there's the crazy chopper play to third that we were breaking down and we were all over. That play had made it four to two Phillies. It got to five to two Phillies in the seventh. The Phillies tried to steal outs with Orion Kirkering because their bullpen has been a little worn out. Um, was that the Kirkering game? Uh, they end up getting to Kimbrel again. Uh, and the Phillies' bullpen looked tired. The Phillies' bullpen looked tired. Snakes come back, RBI walk to Christian Walker. Uh, and then Alec Thomas with what will go down as a famous home run in Snakes history into the pool. I should have been in the pool. I was offered to be the lifeguard. Been kicking myself. Just remembered if the Snakes go to the World Series, I said I'd go to the game. So, wow, just realizing I might have to figure that out in a couple days. Hmm. You're looking at some flights again, perhaps. That would change up week. my week a little bit. Um. Okay, so. Uh, and then Moreno <laughs> followed that up with a hit off of Alvarado. So, like. Phillies emptied their whole bullpen. Snakes comeback win. 6-5. 2-0. We're dead. This was the game I was worried about. Because in my head, I was like, this game's going to be a struggle. Um, I was more excited about the Sanchez, Tywin Walker, Lorenzen options for Philly, which they didn't deploy, really. 
Sanchez for 2.1 and they pulled him. Remember when he didn't turn the double play? That was the only run he gave up. That whole thing was bizarre and got overlooked. Snakes had a solid bullpen. They got roughed up in the middle, but Ginkle and Seawald on the back end have been electric. They win it 6-5. Game 5 in Arizona. This was a game I liked for Arizona, so this is where I was expecting to get punched in the mouth. I liked uh, my guy Zach Gallen with a potential redemption start. Weird first inning. Schwarber literally hits one off the end of the bat that gets him on. Uh, they end up scoring another run on the double steal home where Moreno gets popped, and that was close to being very differently. It's 2 nothing. Gallon kind of settles in. It stays at 2-0. They can't get to Wheeler. Corbin Carroll still not stealing. Nightmare. What's that about? Has the media talking about, are you sneaky hurt? Like, if Corbin Carroll's not hurt, we potentially have a problem after this series of, like, what was that, dude? First playoffs. That's not great. Um, Nola, or Wheeler then locks in after that first inning, basically becomes close to, to you're not going to get him mode. Sixth inning, here comes the top of the lineup. Gallon had locked in a little bit, but not enough for Schwarber. Uh, with the 3-2 homer, I believe, curveball, he hits it 461 over the pool. That felt like two runs. And then Bryce Harper comes up. He hits a homer that basically also felt like two runs. It's 4-0. Uh, Philly's bullpen comes in. Hoffman with a nice inning. Sir Anthony and Strom. They don't use Alvarado. Oh, Real Muto hit an insurance homer that, that felt very significant at the time. So, the whole thing, Snakes Alive became their rally call. Um, they're going back to Philly. Aaron Nola has been incredible this postseason. 3-0 and is 0-9-6 ERA. Merrill Kelly was really good in his last start. He just got clipped by Schwarber and Harper, the same guys. Can the Snakes win tonight? Absolutely. The weird ESPN thing that nobody's ever figured out how they actually get their number and if it matters, has them 40% tonight. Um, the fact the Snakes are here without Corbin Carroll and Christian Walker being impact players, that feels crazy. You would have thought to get it to six, those guys would have had to be impactful. Philly, big faves tonight. Uh, for decent reason. Snakes, the longer they're in the game the better the odds get. They have a good bullpen. Philly does not right now. They look tired. And if the Snakes somehow get them again tonight, that would give them a real chance in Game 7. That Philly's bullpen looks worn out. And you wonder if it's this time of year, you wonder if it's just this season, this series, that they've seen them a lot. Doesn't bode well for Philly going forward if they do go forward. Um... Although Texas and Philly would maybe line up to be one of the best postseasons we've ever seen because both of those offenses are sick and both of those bullpens are scary. That would be interesting. Both of them need to get there. Um, D-backs tonight, the early lead is massively important. 
if Philly gets on the board first and that stadium starts rocking, horrifying, house of horrors, if Arizona can get up early, which we're kind of seeing with these road teams, right? Like, I think it's one of the new themes of baseball. We, I think we've seen it a little bit with the wild card games. Like, if you get that early lead, playoff baseball gets really short really quick with how good pitchers are in nowadays baseball. And you just start clutching the, the bat tighter. Like, Trev talked about it. He's like, you know, those... Those baseball games I played in, when you're down 5-0 early, it just stings. It just hurts you. Uh, you just know you've got a mountain to climb that's going to be very rare for you to climb it. I don't even think you need that many. Right now, a, right now, a 3 nothing Philly lead feels significant until about the eighth inning, and then it doesn't. Uh, go Snakes, prove me wrong. I think two games in Philly. Philly's the favorite tonight. They'd be the favorite tomorrow. It's Nola and Suarez who have both been good. It'd be Kelly and Fott who also have both been good. And that Snakes bullpen has been, been better. Corbin Carroll, it's time. Christian Walker, it's time. If the Snakes are going to do it, those guys have to be involved. They just don't have the depth otherwise to win these next two in Philly. I'll be rooting Snakes. We'll be live streaming it. Um... Go, Snicks. Go. In the football this weekend, uh, it was a a little bit of a surprise week of NFL football. Uh, again, we're in bye week season. There was no Bengals, Cowboys, Titans, Jets, Panthers, or Texans uh, for those fans. Coming into the week, there was kind of three exciting games that I had teed up for you. Um... Lions-Ravens, we'll get there in a second. Uh, And then it was the late ones, Chargers-Chiefs, Eagles-Dolphins. I guess the easiest one for me to check off is Chiefs-Chargers. I took them in the against the spread league. I improved to being undefeated. Still seven, I'm now seven and oh. It's insane. It's insane. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So I'm on a heater in that league that is kind of unmatched. Uh, who's in second? Big Bob Skinner? Does does he improve? Do we he know? He looks like lost this week, so oh, he's no. now 5-2. and two. So, so you're I've, two games I've up. got a two-game lead now. And then Trev and Panic are both 4-3 and three after Trev loses and Justin wins. Oh, boy. And Kenobi is still looking at, for his first dub. That's crazy. Oh, 5-2. and two. Um. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs-Chargers, it was a a five-and-a-half-point spread, and I was running through the, you know, Herbert, are they going to bounce back? You know, it feels like they play up or play down to their competition. Chiefs are finding it. They're 6-1 and again. Like, how quickly we kind of get bored with them, despite Kelsey and Swift. Um, Like, it was funny. There was a brief best football team conversation last I think it was last night while we were streaming or before we were streaming and it was like are the Dolphins the best team or the Eagles the best team and it was like should we just not overlook the Chiefs anymore like they're <laughs> consistently this it, it feels a little it, this. it reminds me of like there there's a, a stretch run there where everyone like every year people wanted this to be the year the Patriots are done and at least then it was like well Brady's 
38 or whatever. But that that was rooted in like, some, like, New England dislike. Like, they were already yeah. a dynasty, and it's like, I want to yeah. see Brady and Belichick go down. This, that, that, I'm, this, I don't get why it's happening here, because the Chiefs, Mahomes is still young. They're still as talented as ever, like... I guess we just... Ha- I think, why, are, why are people trying? I think we just get excited for the new shiny object in Eagles, Dolphins. Well, let me finish. I'm As you guys know, and it, this is a weird thing for me because this isn't who I normally am. Brandon Staley with the Chargers. I don't know. I'm a Herbert guy. I know he's made a couple... He's made a few mistakes this year that are more Herbert than Staley, but you could go into the play call that leads up to it in the situation of the game and things like that. Um, Herbert has to show more. It's the two and four chargers, but Staley, I mean, Herbert kind of gets a little bit of a pass to me until they find who's next. Also, you guys know I'm a Rosillo fan. Uh, he went to the chargers uh, Cowboys game the previous week. He said it's the worst home field in sports he's ever seen. So maybe that ties in. Maybe that's where I'm being too tough on. Uh, Staley, Herbert, and the Chargers. But either way, that's the situation. They're 2-4. and four. They're 2-4, and four, man. Uh, the 6-1 and one Chiefs. Let's see. Chargers, Bears, Jets. Yeah. Let's see if they get back in the conversation. I currently don't believe. Uh, the creme de la creme was also 31-17. Eagles-Dolphins. The night game. Phillies get the bounce back win. They've been... They were looking for after the Jets took him down. Their offense had been a little shaky uh, the past couple weeks. A couple of the big plays were there. Heavy run, tush push, the whole deal. Uh, they go up early, uh, and it was kind of, are the Dolphins going to work their way back into this game? They did for a little bit. And then the Eagles did the, they've got a little bit of prize fighter in them, man, that it just feels there's a point late in the third and in the fourth quarter where they get to do whatever they want to you. Um, and that's what they did. This game was in Philly uh, after a loss. It ends up checking out to where you'd think it w- would be. Dolphins, two losses this year, uh, on the road at Philly and on the road at Buffalo. So that is what it is. Uh, I think they'll be able to move on and uh, continue their record-setting offense after this. Eagles get the train back on the track. Train back on the track, cool. What was unique about this week of NFL football, we got a lot of messy going on. Not talking Lionel. Um, Ravens-Lions. The Ravens had been elevated to the next tier, right? here, They're here with the big boys. They're winning some road games this year. Golf God, the offense is clicking. They go into a Baltimore Ravens team that, you know, they were 4-2 and two and... Felt like they weren't clicking. They've inserted a new passing offense this year that hadn't fully hit the ground running yet. Uh, They were three-point favorites in this game, and I was like, that's interesting. I thought it would have been more near neutral, so I put a little queso on the Lions, and they got massacred. Uh, 28-0 in the first half. It was 21-0 like that. Um, Lamar looks great. The Ravens' defense is back to being really, really good, it looks like. Um, They've got depth and players at all levels. Um, They get dominated. If you're the Lions, I think it's one of those things you get to move on because you know that's not who you are. 
but you know that's capable in this league. So you got to take that on the chin. You've got to grow from it. Um, and I think it's funny, in one game, Lions play the Raiders at home coming up. I will be on the Lions for that. Um, with that one game, the Lions came down a notch, and the Ravens went up a notch. Ravens mania is back in. Their defense is legit. Uh, and Lamar had the big game that everyone was waiting for Lamar to have. Uh, Rokon Smith, remember when the Ravens went out and got him from the Bears? He's dominating. He's nasty. He's got old-school Ravens to him. Zay Flowers, the first-round pick, is leading the team in yardage. So you got a first-round receiver leading the team in yardage. People are saying he's one of the best receivers Baltimore's ever had. Roquan Smith leading a Ravens defense that looks legit. Like, Ravens got the good sauce going right now. Uh, they go at Arizona next week, which has been trickier than people expect. Um, and then in a couple weeks, they've got a game with the Brownies that'll matter. Uh, Browns-Colts, I'll just check off quick uh, because that game people thought might be a 10-7 to final. We got backup quarterbacks getting in the mix. 39-38. Incredible action. Browns end up winning on the final drive, although the Colts got to stop, and there was kind of a sus pass interference penalty that gets called at the end. I don't know about that one. Um, I know on the next play, the Browns give it to uh, Kareem Hunt. He scores. There's your lead, 39-38. Minshew tore it up. Tore my butt up in fantasy, too. That was really frustrating. Really thought I'd got some good luck this week and said Minshew goes for a 31-burger. Um, I don't know. I, it's where the NFL wins. Like, this game lined up to be kind of a dud. Miles Garrett's all over the field. He's going to get MVP votes. He gets a touchdown for the defense before the half after blocking a field goal himself. That guy is a monster. The 4-2 and two Browns really likes Stefanski. Uh, their defense is back. Uh, they're lining up for a really fun Browns, couple Browns-Steelers games uh, to end this year. Man. Wow. Because the Steelers won. The Steelers beat the Rams. So that Rams fever that I was kind of having, that's out the window. They're 3-4. and four. How are the how are the Pittsburgh Steelers four and two? They lost that opening week to the Niners that I said that's gonna end up feeling just fine. They got blown out by the Texans, which that one does not feel fine. I know the Texans have been better. They lost 30 to 6 at the Texans. But they've beat the Ravens, they beat the Rams in back to back weeks, they beat the Browns and they beat the Raiders. It's where it's where Mike Tomlin is underrated. Um, he can there were some people that were hot on him because there were some Steelers teams people thought would be better that they didn't think he did the best coaching job on. A team like this is exhibit A, where he's an incredible head coach. If this team was two and four, nobody would flinch. But instead, they're 4-2. and two. They just beat the Rams at SoFi. Trevor Plouffe was in the building. Is that the problem? Um, that the Steelers... Wow. The Steelers, Ravens, and... Steelers, 
Ravens and Browns are currently in a rush to win that division. That's without mentioning the Cincinnati Bengals, who are the team that has challenged Mahomes and the Chiefs the past couple years. AFC North. Whoa. Congrats on having an awesome division. It also sucks. Bengals. Coming off the bye week are going to have a do-or-die game with the 49ers in San Francisco. Whoa. And then they play the Bills the week after that. Bengals, you're in a scary spot right now. And you might come out on the other side feeling incredible. You might not. Um, The other surprises that leaked out, there's some good and bad ones. Like me and BBD's Giants and my Broncos don't deserve to be really talked about, although those ended up being fun games. Uh, Seahawks take care of their business at home. Bears actually ended up giving some highlights this weekend because their backup quarterback, D2 quarterback Tyson Badgett, was putting on a show. Go check out some of the highlights from that kid. Um, Hey, it could be a one-game fluke and we'll look back and laugh, but it was entertaining. And I don't know. Just if Tyson Badgett ends up racking up a couple dubs with this Bears team, the Justin Fields stuff that's already entered a bad territory is going to enter a worse territory. Um, but that kid was fun to watch. I think the the biggest story that kind of leaked out, Buffalo Bills, man. They lose to the Patriots. Snack Jones looks good. Uh, credit to him after getting killed, still being able to put forward an effort like this. The Bills have now lost two of their last three. They lost to the Jaguars, 25-20. to 20. Uh, But I think that was in London. I think, we, yeah, we gave them a little bit of a pass for that. Jaguars love London. Um, remember they should have lost to the Giants? 14-9? If the Giants were like a team that did anything, they'd lose that. The, the Bills, rap. That is, would lose that game. Like, one penalty at the end gets called, and there's another play like that. That was crazy close to being a Bills loss. And in, instead, they lose at the Patriots. Belichick. Mac Jones. The, the day Sean McDermott lost me, which you guys know, is when the Patriots and Bills played the win game in Buffalo. And the Patriots, I think they only threw it twice and they beat the Bills in Buffalo, when the Bills stopped throwing the ball, but they forgot they have Josh Allen and not Mac Jones? That was crazy. That was crazy. Popular word around here these days. Um, the Bills are 4-3. and three. They were supposed to be one of those elite teams, right? They were supposed to be 5-2. and two. They handled their business. They belong with the Ravens, even the Chiefs. You know, those the high-level football teams, that's supposed to be the Bills, right? They're 4-3. and three. They'll host the Buccaneers next week. That's a pretty good get-right game. And then they're at Cincinnati. Looks like it's the, the Sunday night football game. And the Bengals are going to be fighting for their season. Beebs, you, you missed this when you popped out. Bengals are last place. 3-3 hmm. three and three behind the 4-2 and two Browns and Steelers and the 5 uh, the 5-2 and two Ravens, all kind of good teams. 
Bengals, the only team that has competed with the Chiefs the past couple years, really. Yeah. So we're lining up for two weeks, a Bengals-Bills Sunday night game, where the Bengals could be 3-4 and four or 4-3, four and three, and let's see where the Bills are at. But the Bills have kind of left the party for a little bit. Man, they've got a little bit of a gauntlet coming up. I told you guys I had a friend before the season that convinced me Bills weren't going to win uh, the East. Or they weren't going to make the playoffs. It was a pretty kind of hefty bet. Miami's got the lead in the division. The Jets ain't dead. Not dead. And this is the Bills' upcoming schedule. So let's do Buccaneers. Okay. They take care of that. At Cincinnati, right now I'd say they don't. Right now I'd say they don't. Home versus the Broncos, yes. Home versus the Jets, probably. Probably. They still get the lead. They will certainly tell themselves they should. Could be a little scarier. Let's see. Then they've got two games at Eagles, at Chiefs. Back to back. I wouldn't want that. So I don't know. Let's let's say at Bengals, at Eagles, at Chiefs are losses, which is kind of fair. Jets, Broncos, Bucks, let's say those are win. That's three and three. Are we going to be talking about the seven and six Buffalo Bills before they face Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins? Bills. Couple games get away from you in a Bills team that doesn't make the playoffs. I don't know. I, I don't want to be NFL head coach guy because I, I truly don't know enough about the X's and O's, but McDermott lost me since the win game. If they don't make the playoffs this year, Bills would be in line for a new coach. Um, so that was kind of the biggest surprise of this weekend. Um, don't really want to talk Falcons Bucks because that's just icky, and that's kind of what I've got. So... Uh, this was For me, this was a weird football weekend. Uh, it was one of those weekends that your fantasy team's doing dog shit, a couple of your football bets are awful, and you're watching guys just get laid out on the field that you're like, am I into this? And then you're kind of like, yeah, I, I am. I am. So, little football, big baseball time. By Wednesday, we will know the World Series matchup. That feels, that feels important, huh? Mm. Um, Ropen Bailey. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but thank you guys. Sub to the channel, and we'll see you soon.